Give nothing away. Nobody. Give nothing away. Nobody fucking knows. They think they know, but they don't know. Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 223. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan today. We're going to continue the arc of the good vibes by talking about some C's and some D's. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're back in the studio. I just finished... Nine of my ten days off of work. I don't. Oh. I don't think I missed any major world events, which makes me happy, because uh, that's you know how when I like to take holidays when things are slow. <laughs> Did call time preview season blow up and I didn't know? Well, sorta. I mean, we got a preview card. We do oh, have a preview shit. card. Before we get to any any talk about that, though, the business. But Brando. before we get to any of that, we've got a deck to do from our man, the Deech. The Deech. I can remember that name because it's one of my favorite nicknames that there is. Oh yeah, classic. Look, some- look at his name on Architect. The Deech. <laughs> <laughs> we got stories to tell. We got some stuff to get out of the way. But before we get to any of that exciting stuff, we have got to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com. They're your source for all your gaming needs. Oh, baby. All of your Nethroid Apex of Death needs? Nethroid Apex of Death. Give them a read, then we'll talk about everything else. Nethroid Apex of Death is a legendary creature, cat, nightmare, beast, 554 Abzan, that's white, black, green, and two, has Mutate for four Celestia Hybrid Black Black. Death Touch Lifelink, whenever this creature mutates, return any number of target creature cards with total power 10 or less from your G to the B. Ooh, G's and B's and C's and D's from the intro. Yes, and the C's and the D's we'll get to later. Is we'll it something to. dirty? Yeah. You'll who, have to wait who and can see. S- who can say? <laughs> we could, but we won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, lots going on in the world right now. This is the arc of good vibes for at least another month or so. Yeah. Uh, and and we want to make sure that people are feeling good and, and welcomed in the nation. Yes, thank you for being here, everybody. Your, your port in the storm. As yeah, it hey, I like yeah. that. And it's not even like somewhere kind of dodgy like Tortuga. <laughs> I'm not even sure where Tortuga. I was thinking Luskin from Forgotten Realms. That's a shout out to this year's corset. Yeah. It's like a pirate town. And it's run by these wizards. I think in the continuity now it blew up, but it's back. Oh, that's um, but... that's real life. What's it called? Uh, no, that was an earthquake. Never mind. Uh, in Somewhere in the Caribbean or something where Captain Morgan hid all his treasure, there was an earthquake and it all sunk. It's like one of the world's biggest hidden missing treasure troves. Oh, wow. I would I want to find that now. Yeah. So that is where we are today. <laughs> <laughs> Has nothing to do with the deck, but uh, here we are. Excellent. Welcome to the nation. If you're a new YouTube sub, thank you very much. We hit 2,000. That was one of our goals for uh, fucking last year, but uh, here we are too. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Yeah, and big thank you to new Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash Podcast. You guys are fine. Totally fine. Totally fine. We could move to shoutouts real quick, and then we could, we got a couple other things, so we're kind of rushing through, but we want to spend some time with the thank yous and the shoutouts, and first... Returning patron Ooh. from Regina. What? Yeah, Peter Prokop. He's a returning patron, and he is, was, or is from, or still is from Regina Hole. Huh. That's yeah. unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. And he was either the pro cop, or he is a pro at copulating. I'm not sure what that is, but I know that's a word. Yeah. Copulation is a word. That sounds dirty. 
Absolutely it does. I hope that it is, because otherwise it's going to make him sound like he's like a medical professional. He's or a... Peter Dirty Cop. Oh. oh yeah. I don't know if that's what his nickname was last time, but well, that's what it, it is, is now. now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, big F you. We've got a couple other ones. And one I'm going to butcher on purpose. The other ones I'll probably just, eh. Okay. Jacob Benoit. That's Benoit, but it's Benoit. Is it too soon to say Jacob the Crippler Benoit? Is it? Can we take it back? We can take it back. Let's take it back. We're taking yeah. it back. Because Crossface Crippler was his finisher, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. We're yeah. taking it back. We're, we got it. Jacob the Crossface Benoit. I like the Crippler. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he just... You break him with your hands. Fuck, that was the best promo I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that was Benoit's thing in wrestling. He was like, they, the, the thing they told him, because he wasn't very good at cutting promos in the mic, right? They just said, just just always be rubbing your hands together. Like, you're going to, you're just ready to fuck somebody up with them, oh, right? Oh, no. And then at the end, it's like. Is, was it because he, he was French? They didn't like his accent. No, he wasn't French. He's from Edmonton. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know his last name was Benoit? Yeah, his, his last name was just Benoit. He's <laughs> and now no, Kevin Owens. Friends. Kevin Owens, like the most English-sounding last name ever, is from Montreal. And when they go to Montreal or Toronto, he just turns it up, hey? He's, like that French accent. Yeah. And you yeah. can sort of hear the French accent, but not really. And you can, he like, Quebec, we, we, we can probably hear it whenever. Yeah. Right? When he talks. But when he does, when WWE goes to, like, Montreal and Toronto, usually once or twice a year they'll do shows because those are two of our biggest urban centers. He'll speak French and he'll turn up the accent, right? And everybody yeah. loses their mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, the patrons. The patrons, right. At, oh, fuck. Good name. Oh. Next big shout out on FU. Hit me. Ryan Dugginski. Fucking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like Dugginski or Dugginski? Uh, Dugginski? Well, <sighs> Duggan Ski. It's fucking whatever you want it to be. It's it's your show. The future is now. Duggan Oh, what are we going to do with Duggan Dinkinski. There it is. I heard it. I heard that little bit of accent in there, just like Kevin Owens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dinkinski. Dinkinski. Welcome. That's, and of course. That's why everybody goes to the mountains. To Dinkinski. To Dinkinski. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You, have you ever been to Banff? It's like the STD capital of the fucking earth. No. Everybody dinks and skis. And snowboards. I should go there. Uh, well. I haven't snowboarded in a long time. I was going to go this year, and then COVID stopped me. I was finally going to get to go to Sunshine, oh, and yeah. then COVID, COVID shut me right down. Oh, yeah. I was... well, we joined the club. Yeah. Everybody in the nation is already part of that club. <laughs> We're all affected. <laughs> Next shout out. K- Kenneth Alsdorf. He sounds like he's from Kaldheim. Alsdorf. Yeah. Yeah. I want to make like some Vorn Klex reference. What about, Vorn what about Al's Dork? Al's Dork. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Kenneth Al's Dork. Yeah. Like yeah. A-L apostrophe S space Dork. <laughs> Al's Dork. Like yeah. Possessive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. He's he's Al's whipping boy? No, because- Does d- he wear a zipper mask? Ryan, Dork is a whale penis. Ooh. Definitely zipper mask. <laughs> We're talking about different things. It's an anatomically scientific term. I thought you'd know it. Do you think that he lives in a fjord? Probably. Probably. He's from Kaltheim. Yeah. Kenneth Alsdork. I assume everybody lives near the, the fjord. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember Drew Barrymore in, in Wayne's World? What is it? Wayne's World 1? Where she's like Swedish and she says she wants to make love to him? Oh, yeah. Oh, best scene in the whole movie. She was hot in that movie, eh? 
I was pretty in, I was pretty enticed by a, t- a Kia, Tia Carrere in Wayne's World. Oh I yeah. I don't really remember too many other girls other than. Well, have you seen Wayne's World or Andy Hall? <laughs> yeah, they're the same person. Okay, last patron, thank you. This is an easy name, so and, okay. and it's also my mom's auntie's name, <laughs> Brad Gale. Gail being my mom's auntie's name, not Brad. <laughs> Brad Gail. Auntie Gail? I don't know. Can we? Auntie G? I like Auntie G. I like, I like Auntie G. That kind of sounds like Allie G. Yeah, that's why I like it. Yeah, there Because Allie G was kind of fun in his, in his day. Yeah. It might still be fun. I don't know. I think so. Sassy Baron Cohen has uh, his comedy, while not growing up, it is very grown up. In terms of where he was and and how it's evolved, and yeah, yeah. guy's got like a like a fucking PhD in like thugonomics, uh, <laughs> yeah, but an actual PhD in like political science or something. Like oh, that's he's an ed- educated person. That is not nearly as fun as what I said. <laughs> yeah. Him and uh, him and John Cena, hey, they're gonna yeah. make a movie together. That actually wouldn't surprise me. I, I bet should be a good movie. Sasha Baron Cohen and. John Cena. John Cena, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think that'd be pretty good. And The Rock and Kevin Hart would try and like squeeze in there, hey? <laughs> squeeze in. Nah, John Cena might not let The Rock be in a movie with him. Are they not friends? Well, I had this conversation once with some people here at work. Any movie that The Rock is in with somebody who's sort of rock adjacent, the person who is rock adjacent immediately just sucks because The Rock is so good. Like when The Rock was in Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Do you even give a shit that Vin Diesel's there anymore? Oh. Of course not. Of course not. The only way that Jason Statham could get any screen time is by being a, a rival of The Rock. But everybody yeah. knows that The Rock wins those, those. He wins everything all the time. Oh, yeah. You know what? You're you're making me rock soft. You're making me what? soft on The Rock. You can't you be soft that. on The Rock. It's impossible. Ah, He's so You know good. what? I just don't watch movies. Because <laughs> yeah. he makes bad movies less bad. I'm not going to say he makes them good. But there are definitely movies that I would watch and think, man, this movie totally sucks. It's got the rock in it. Cinematic Cookout Podcast Brando Award for worst action movie star that makes movies good. The Rock. He's he's in a million terrible movies, but they're all good. Let me rephrase. Makes them so bad that they're good. Sylvester Stallone. Is it Sylvester or is it Steve Siegel? Or is it like modern day Jean-Claude Van Damme? Now, if Steven Seagal had a stop making movies in like the mid-90s, yeah. I would say him. But he's been in so many just trash movies now that the the scales have tipped. Oh, The tails yeah. have just Van Damme's tipped. like that too and his face is all plastic now, yeah, they, right? They, keep, they, they just didn't give it up. Whereas Stallone, he had like his, his huge award-winning... You know that this guy's actually good at acting. Yeah. But then he was just in a whole bunch well, of shitty and, movies. And I think more than acting, he was in, uh, he was good at writing or, or awarded for directing Rocky One, right? Yeah. Like he he made some legit ass good movies, right? Yeah. But at the same time, he also made these just just a bunch of really bad ones. And then Expendables movies. came out, and it was like you get to, you get yeah. pregnant just watching it. Yeah. And the movie's <laughs> so freaking bad, but it's so good because you know that it's just Stallone. He just went through like his book of numbers of people that he knows. Like, hey, 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 yo, you want to be in this movie with me? Yeah, I just watched a thing on GQ with Terry Crews or whatever, saying like Sly called me up. He's like, yeah, you want to be in this movie? Uh, yeah, when does it start? We're filming on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> you pack your bags. You're in the movie. 
Like, what? What do you mean? Is there a script? You want to be in it or not? <laughs> yeah. And I'll bet you that's how it went with everybody. Well, fuck, 100%. Oh, yeah. Well, and those guys are pros. Like, if somebody just called us up and said, hey, you want to do a podcast? We'd yeah. be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, so what are we going to talk about? You want to be on it or not? We do. Yeah, sure. And then sure. when we got there, they'd ask us stuff, and then we'd we'd say things. Yeah. We'd get over. That's it. We would say things like today's deck, but before we get to it. Oh, my God, there's more? Uh, not not really. <laughs> not. <laughs> Is it the preview card? That's tomorrow. We'll get the preview card so tomorrow. Preview card. We are caught up on Patreon sign-up gifts. Brando's doing altars. And we mentioned on the pre-show that we're caught up. Packs are going out for the stinky onion bag sack of pack crack winners. Yeah. There's lots of lots going on in that sentence. Yeah. And uh, what, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, tomorrow's preview card. Yeah. It's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be our bonus episode tomorrow where we're doing a mini deck tech. And don't forget, if you want to pick up the bonus card, call time, I think anything and everything at this point, not singles because the whole set's not done, or anything from today's deck, CCO Fusion 5 promo code at FusionGamingOnline.com. We didn't mention that yet. Oh, yeah. And that'll get you 5% off your order at Fusion, and it lets them know that their partnership with you boys is a fucking good one. I just made one of those, like embarrassing orders oh, from no. them where it was like a one two dollar card oh no oh no ryan it's one of those ones where the shipping on the order costs more than the card oh. and the shipping was like two bucks and i ordered yeah. all, i ordered all these like 25 cent commons and stuff <laughs> just because it just so happened that we didn't have them locally and i just didn't open oh, a no, lot of yeah. ixalan or whatever these shitty cards yeah, were i, I was that. like oh i need this one ixalan common or this one ammon kent common i just Fine, and I used the CCO promo code CCO Fusion Five. Saved myself thirty cents. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you could have gotten one extra single. I could have, but I, oh, I the I road own, not taken. You know how many I got? How many? Ten. Ten. <laughs> I got ten cards for under two bucks. <laughs> oh, oh man, well you got to get that max value, son. I'm super excited for uh, what we're for what the deck they're going in. I told you about it before we came into the show to do the show today. We'll talk about it on the show at a later date. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, very excellent, very excellent. Now we've got a Nethroy deck. Now is it a Nethroy combo, get all the stuff back, blow everybody out of the water deck? No. Or did the Deech provide us with something a little more interesting? Well, he uh, Nethroy is always going to provide you value because you mutate him. You just cast him for mutate because you can do that out of the command zone as per mutate, right? Mm -hmm. And you get a bunch of your stuff back, total power 10 or less for free from Nethroy's mana cost, right? That's right. Now, not a combo list which is very easy to do with Nethroy, sort of like Protean Hulk, right? Yeah. Just pick small stuff that combos all together. You could probably use Protean Hulk's actual combo. Yeah. Just go one extra step of decking yourself first. Yeah, which yeah. is, who cares? Yeah. We can do that. We're in black. Yeah. Yeah. Not that, though. Not and doing that. We mentioned C's and D's. In the the hint was tribal something, double tribal, right? That is yeah. the C's and the D's, and Nethroy's colors being white and green is cats. That's the C. Right. That would then make the D dogs. Dogs. So there's two tribes, cats and dogs. Nethroy himself is a cat. Yeah. Itself. What, I didn't whatever. give that as a hint. That would have gave it away. Yeah, right? that, that's too easy. Yeah. But yeah, and I guess dogs can be beasts. If you've ever seen Cujo, dogs can be nightmares. So yeah, it, it, it all kind of works out. There it is. I ha you know what? Fuck, I have seen Cujo. Like when I was seven. Nice. Yeah. 
Very scary. Yeah, scared me too because yep. I saw it when I was a little kid and like dogs were way bigger than me on on average because yep. I was very small when I was a kid and ooh. I was I was not prepared, especially when my aunt and uncle got themselves a great big Rottweiler, oh, yeah? sweetest old dog you've ever seen in your life. But of course, I just saw Cujo. I think Cujo was a ba 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 jowly thing that yeah. carries brandy to people who are lost in the mountains. Saint Bernard, I think. Yeah, he, he could grow claws and climb trees and shit. No, he ate a whole cat. That's a that's a different movie. That's man's best friend or something. What? Yeah, that's not a, a that's chance. A, that is a that is a different movie. Oh. The super dog, the, the Lance Henriksen movie where the dogs like got a laser eye and shit. Yeah, that, oh, isn't, no, that... that isn't Cujo. Cujo's just a dog that's rabid that traps a mom and a son in, in, in their car and won't let them out. It doesn't climb a tree? No. Like not once? No. It doesn't eat a whole cat? No. Out of a tree? While it's living? No. Oh. I don't think so. Well, if if it's not that, I've never seen Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> Cinema Cookout Podcast, uh, is, here yeah, for you. Only the greatest. Uh, oh should we do God. a deck? I suppose we can do a All deck. Right, this Cujo-ass mother deck. Okay, the deck. Now, this deck suffers from two things uh-huh. that we have to keep in mind while we talk about it. The sure. first one is it's a double tribal list. Therefore, it is not a single tribal list which means it's a little bit unfocused in the creature suite, and some of the creatures will affect some of them and not others. Okay, that sounds like a terrible tribal deck. Welcome to CCO Nation. <laughs> it's not bad, because both are still good, and I think that he's, I don't want to say he's divvied them up across the, the deck enough to keep them good, but like you can see that some are here for this, mm-hmm. and some are basically just here for thematic reasons, and he doesn't lean into them too hard. You can see where your wins are going to come from. Sure. And the other thing is, it's an Abzan deck, so of course there's a whole bunch of plus one, plus one counter nonsense, because that's what Abzan does. Oh, and, and Abzan, and, or plus one, plus one counters don't discriminate against cats or dogs. Yeah, and that's not a, a weakness, it's just a thing that if you're playing an Abzan list, you know there's going to be a bunch of plus one, plus one counter nonsense, so make sure that you have some damn counters to put on your shit. Yes, gonna... like the CCO dice when they become available, wink wink. Yes, very much, much. so. So let's start... With some just regular stuff, we'll start with some bigger backyard. Bigger is... backyard, that is the ramp section, and these are the custom categories, of course. Big thanks to anybody who submits decks to have custom categories. And bigger thanks to people like Dadich, who actually explained to us what the what the categories are. In in his email, yeah. Because yeah, he, he very much named them things that isn't like ramp and pump spells and interaction. <laughs> yes, because once, once you get it, you get it. Yeah. But bigger don't... backyard. We're Big... making our yard, our land bigger. So we got Rampant Growth, Primal Growth, Nissa's Expedition, Colony Heart Expedition, Harrow, Growing Rights of Itlamok, and Grow from the Ashes. Yeah, lots of growths and expeditions. Everybody knows what Harrow does and Growing Rights. It's a creature thing, but it flips also to Gaius Cradle. What is Grow from the Ashes? Let's spend a, at least 10 seconds on that. Grow from the Ashes is a sorcery for green two with kicker of two. Search your library for a basic land card, put it into play, then shuffle your library so it comes into play untapped. If this spell was kicked, instead search your library for two basic land cards, put them into play, then shuffle your library. So for five mana, we get two things untapped. I like that. Yeah, that's that's good. And and you would say, well, how come not Sky Shroud Claim? It puts it puts forests into play untapped, and we're playing a green inclusive deck. Well, if you're not playing lands that have two land types, one of which being forest, this is good because it allows you to run a more budget mana base or it, it allows your fixing to be in the form in the form of like command tower or like forbidden orchard and exotic orchard that don't have land types and then a bunch of basics and you can still get basics with your grow from the ashes rampant growth primal growth harrow colony heart expedition 
So I think that that's fine if you're running a budget mana base. I'm into it. I yeah. should pick some of those up. I there like it, it. I like that card. Dominarski. Huh. If Dominaria was like in Poland or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about some... Who broke it is the removal section. You want to? Yep. Let's talk about some. How are we going to kill stuff? We've got a rambunctious mutt, our first dog. Yeah, it's it, it it's cross categorical. Wow. It could be a dog, but it could be also removal. Double time, double time. This is dog working double hard. And this card is worth one cent. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it only oh. worth one cent, Ryan? Hit him with the truth. Oh man, this is a five drop three four dog. When it enters the battlefield, target artifact and a, or enchantment an opponent controls is destroyed. I don't yeah. know why I read it like that, but <laughs> but it is what it is. Reign of Thorns. Ooh, six drop sorcery. Choose one or more. Destroy target, artifact, and or enchantment, and or land. Cool. I think you just choose all of them every time, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, you do. Quasali Slingers. This is a cat. It's a cat. It's a cat and a removal. It got reach, three, five for five. When it or another cat enters the battlefield under your control, you may destroy up to one or... You may destroy target artifact or enchantment. That's just good. I think that goes in cat tribal, and we're gonna we're gonna find lots of things that go in cat tribal from the C seventeen cat commander deck. Cat mander. Yeah, so that one is I think relatively affordable still as far as like pre cons of years gone by go. If you want to pick up an Erebos deck, I think you'd be doing okay. And there's some pretty decent stuff in there yeah and since 2017 when that came out we've had three years of cats being bolstered by set releases like you say about one or two relevant cats per set release Mm -hmm. so like there's lots there's you can build a cat tribal deck at this point i would argue that isn't the same cat tribal deck as somebody else has built. Yeah, and if you wanted to, instead of go with black and go with red, and you played uh, Ren and Seri, the cat dog commander, right? that even opens up more avenues and still gives you the white and the green that the cat tribal proper does. You can still do cat tribal, but you can also lean a little bit heavier into dogs, who definitely favored the Boros. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Kasali Pride Mage? Oh, yeah. This is classic cat, hey? This is a gooder. This is a two drop for two. It's got Exalted, which is gravy, because it's got one sacrifice and disenchant. Destroy an artifact or enchantment. We're seeing a trend here. Good ass card. How about Hush Mercy? Harsh Mercy. Harsh Mercy. Hush Mercy. This is an onslaught rare. I cracked this from booster packs back in the day. (laughs) This is an this is a sorcery for white two. Each player chooses a creature type, destroy all creatures that aren't of that type, and they can't be regenerated. So we would just choose, like, cat, maybe, right? Yeah, you'd probably pick cat in this deck. Yeah, this card does get worse since we're running dual tribal creature types. Yeah. But if you are playing a tribal deck and do include white, cats, soldiers, birds, angels, this is a cool card. It's... Maybe the, not going to get what you want, but it's going to get a bunch of stuff. Yeah. The key is it's never going to kill those creatures that you want to kill because your opponents are always going to save them. Yeah. Which is the the downfall to two cards like that. Enlightened Ascetic. It's a 1-1 one, one for 2 Cat Monk. Okay. Enters the battlefield. It disenchants, right? It does. It it knows cat foo. It just destroys an, an enchantment. Oh, it half, in, half disenchants. Half enchants? Oh, that doesn't work. 
End hostilities. Oh, yeah. This is five drop. Destroy all creatures and all permanents attached to creatures, which would be equipment. Or enchantments. Yeah, mostly the enchantments would fall off into the graveyard unless they're bestow enchantments, yeah. which would turn into creatures, but this will get those too. Bullshit That's a gooder. A stair command. Oh yeah, that one. One of the top one of the top uh, like sweepers in the format. Yeah, Six man. drop, choose one or two. You get artifacts, enchantments, big creatures or small creatures. And aura shards. And aura shards. Play a creature, destroy an artifact or enchantment. That's a good ass card. We have ways to kill artifacts and enchantments in this deck, hey? Several. Nothing is safe. Nothing is safe it's like if a... it's an artifact or an enchantment. <laughs> 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 what else we got here? We got how about the fatten them up? Let's do the let's just do the Abzan stuff. Yeah, fatten them up is feeding them kibbles and bits for food to make them fat. And then, well, no, it's to make them jacked. Oh, because they're yeah. doing. Did you ever seen a cat do a push up? Because when they do push-ups, they get jacked, man. They get like their toes kind of turn in a little bit because their muscles are so big. Yeah, they walk yeah. around looking like little bulldogs. Except they're cats and all bull cats. And shit, hell yeah, bull cat. That doesn't. That sounds. That sounds awful. The, yeah. the, the first card in this section is collective effort. I think this should be injecting them with roids, growth hormone, the same <laughs> shit that we feed to cows to make them big. Okay. <laughs> Collective effort. This is a, what is the ability? Escalate? Escalate. Escalate allows you to tap an untapped creature you control, and then you can choose additional modes, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a three-drop sorcery that you can tap stuff to get more stuff, and you choose one or more. Destroy target creature with power four or greater. Yeah. That's, that's good. Or destroy target enchantment. Duh. Par for the course at this point. <laughs> yes. Or put a plus one counter on each creature target player controls. Probably ourselves. We would definitely choose ourselves. Especially because this is a sorcery. Why would you ever pick another player with that? If somebody's trying to alpha strike in, they're a couple points short. You can just throw a couple counters on their creatures if they're not attacking you. And then you just fucking sweep the board right after. <laughs> <laughs> you kill somebody with somebody else's creatures and you sweep. That's why instants like that are good. I suppose. Yeah. Cathar's Crusade. We all know Cathar's Crusade oh, yeah. at this point. Everything gets counters and fucking makes them big. A Johnny the Greathearted. Ooh, this is a Johnny from War of the Spark. The static is creatures have vig. That is relevant in the deck. Yes. Uh, relevant in all creature decks, I think. Yeah. Plus one is gain three life. Yeah. Eh. Minus one, is, minus two, sorry, is put a plus one counter on each creature you control and a loyalty counter on each other P-dubs you control. That's of, good. of which there's three or four, right? Yeah, there's quite a few, because there's lots of Ajani's in here. Because he's a cat. Because he's a cat. Yes. And he's good in tribal decks like this. Yeah. Ajani Mentor of Heroes, speaking uh, of Ajani. Yeah, this is this is the good one, right? But it, the text is too small to read. All I know is the minus eight is gain a hundred fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know about that card. Green, white, three, four, loyalty, plus one. Distribute three plus one plus one counters among one, two, or three target creatures you control. And then it's also got another plus one. You look at the top four cards of your deck, you take an aura, a creature, or a planeswalker card from among them, reveal it, put it into your hand. Oh, so it's kind of like card advantage because it's plussing him, but we're probably using him for the counters. Most likely. Let's keep going with the Johnny train. We've got a Johnny the Steadfast. He's got a minus two to put a plus one counter on stuff, right? Plus one counter and loyalty counter on each other planeswalker you control. Oh, yeah. And then he's got the plus one, makes your dudes get bigger. They gain first strike, vig, and lifelink. Ooh, that's, that's pretty good. Maybe one or all. It's one. And then the last thing is you get an emblem where if a source would deal damage to you or a planeswalker you control, prevent all but one of that damage. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, too. I think you, you, you play them, you minus them, then you plus them. 
Or you play him, you minus him. You play another Ajani. You plus that Ajani to get a counter on Ajani Steadfast so you can minus him again. And then you plus that Ajani and then you fucking just beat in. It's just like a Johnny tick fest ups and downs, right? Get your fucking CCO dice when they're available, okay? Yeah, you're going to need them. <laughs> yeah. Last of Johnny. Is Goldmane. This OG. Is OG Johnny. Oh, Johnny. Not even a Johnny. I like it. I yeah, like that. I like what is. you just said there. Yeah. His, his plus one is gain two life. That sucks. Yeah, he can pound sand. His minus one, though, is put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. And then they get, like, vigilance or something, right? Yep. Yeah, and then he his minus six is you get avatar, power and toughness, each equal to the number of life you have? Yes. Sarah Avatar or the new Sarah Avatar with uh, Encore. Sure. Yeah, whatever yeah. that is. Sarah Avatar. Whatever. Plus one, plus one counters. We're doing Abzan stuff. Other Abzan things is when stuff dies, you're going to bring him back from the G-dub. G-dub? G-Y. The graveyard <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. I spell good word Englishy. Yes, very good at it. So let's talk about how we protect slash resurrect our cats and dogs. Yeah, and there's not even a nine lives card in here. Good. Yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's not very good. You got ma- to build around that card, right? Let's make another uh, Stephen King reference. We already talked about Cujo. Oh yeah. This is the Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Okay. Specifically, okay. Pet Cemetery, not Pet Cemetery Two, because that movie sucks. Team or Saber Two. I thought you were gonna say Pet Cemetery Two Hyper Cemetery. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish it was that. It's not even worth that. It's. A- Stephen King always does the psychotic bullies thing. Yeah. And he pushes it to fucking 47 in the in Pet Cemetery 2. There's a thing where, like, the bully kidnaps this kid's kitten and he's going to throw it into the fucking traffic on the highway. And then when the kid dares to stop him from just murdering a small baby animal, the bully flips his dirt bike over and starts revving the back tire up and tries to push the kid's face into it. Ooh, that was that's not good. Like, what the hell? Like, where did Stephen King grow up that people did that to him? Were the bullies in Maine that hardcore? <laughs> Is that where he's from? I, I assume so. All of his stories are set in Maine, so I just assume oh. he's from there. <laughs> But it's just fuck. like, what traumatized you, keep, you, Stephen You keep King? next leveling me. I, you say something like that, and I'm like, hey, fuck, I didn't know that. And you're like, ah, me neither. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> oh, man. Team or Sabretooth so, Somebody will let us yeah. know in the comments. Yes, he'll, there's, there's some aficionados out there. Yeah, yeah. He, four drop for three. Sorry, a four drop for four. Fuck that. He's a four drop. He costs four, Ryan. Get yeah. it together. Yeah. A four, three, four drop. <laughs> you could pay two. And return another creature to your hand if you do. Team or Sabretooth becomes indestructible, and, See, it, and it's a cat, which is important. So it saves your best thing, or puts the Nethroi pile back into your hand. Oh, that's good. And then yeah, yeah, re- yeah. Put that Nethroi pile back into your fucking hand. Remutate it. So if you yeah. can do big mana, you can do big things. Oh, is there creatures that ETB and give us mana that we can just infi bounce Nethroi and get everything back from the graveyard and sacrifice it? That would be Nethroi combo. Yeah. We're not doing no, that. That's not what we're doing, Ryan. <laughs> We have a Lurus the Dream Den. Yeah, that is a cat nightmare. Hey, it is. It is a nightmare. That's a fucking it cat. It is a nightmare. Too. It's a three-two life linker for three. That's Orzov Orzov one hybrid. During each of your turns, you may cast one permanent spell with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard, of which we have lots because there's a bunch of cats and and some. Other various things that cost two. Well, even that Quasali Pride mate. Oh Pride yeah, mage. that's a good one. You get right? you get. Can you imagine you got Luris, Aura Shards, and Kasali Pride Mage? Ooh. Yeah, and you can cast your Kasali Pride Mage from your yard with Luris every turn, killing an artifact or an enchantment. 
and then you sacrifice a Kasali Pride Mage after you attack with your Lurus to gain life and get an Exalted Trigger, so you're gaining four life per turn and destroying two artifacts or enchantments per turn for the cost of three mana. It's, it's fine. It's pretty good. It's, it's medium. It's pretty good. Heaven forbid somebody's playing an artifact creature deck, right? Oh. It's like Worm Coil who? I'll fucking destroy it, and then your guy... Then I'll destroy the, the Death Touch one, and then you'll block with the Lifelink one. It'll die. I'll sacrifice my fucking thing, and then... Uh, Fucking, I'll do it again next turn. Well played. Yeah, there I, it is. I like that lot. How about Hungry Lynx? I Hung like this one too. Yeah, yeah. This is another cat. Two, two for two. We could get this back with, with, who did we just talk about? Luris. Luris. <laughs> Cats have protection from rats. I don't know if that's relevant, it but. It could be. Relentless rats. Domri rats. Damia rats. Yes, it was the year of the rat last year there too. So maybe there's some of those secret layer ones. At the beginning of your end step, target opponent creates oh this is why one one black rat creature token with death touch with death touch oh yeah it's like yeah. a typhoid rat yeah fuck it, that's it's a plague rat it's literally typhoid rat the card yeah right and whenever a rat dies you put a plus one counter on each cat you control so each. this is the lord yeah each lord of cats this is the hungry lynx cat lord i'm into it Eerie ultimatum. We knew this one was coming. Oh, yeah seven mana get everything back from your yard right read, read the mana cost though green green Black, 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 white, white. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing specific about that. No. That's 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 I fine. mean, whatever. And it's returning a number of permanent cards with different names from your graveyard to your battlefield. It gets land, it gets enchantments, it gets creatures. Oh yeah, it gets everything. Eerie Ultimatum is so goddamn good. That is a powerful magic card. Yes, it is a it is a real magic card that people should play. Yep. Bronze Hideline. Yeah. A three three for two. You can pay select like green white and it gains indestructible until end of turn and when it dies return it to the battlefield it's an aura enchantment with enchant creature and the enchanted creature has green white enchanted creature gains indestructible until end of turn and loses all other abilities so it kind of turns it into a bronze side lion that's indestructible for a second oh yeah it's basically what it does it's it's pretty good. Okay. It's okay. It's a little bit unwieldy and, and difficult to under to like conceptualize sometimes, but it's a fine card. Also, we have another Ajani in Ajani Strength of the Pride. Holy titty ass. That sounds cat-ish. <laughs> <laughs> he has a giant head in this one. Look how big his fucking head is. Well, have you ever seen a lion or a tiger in real life? Yeah, they have big heads. Their heads are massive. Why does, I, just, I want my Ajani to have a smaller head and a big, beefy-ass body. <laughs> a big beefy ass. At some point, does he not suplex a dragon into a volcano? Isn't that like his gimmick? Isn't that the thing that he's known for? Well, yeah, his finishing move is is volcano suplex. Yeah, suplexing a dragon into a fucking volcano. Like you expect that person to have like shoulders that are bigger than his head. His minus two is you create a cat creature token, and and whenever the minus two is you get into Johnny's pride mate. Oh yeah, yeah. You get a two two. Whenever you gain life, you put a plus one plus one counter on it. Yes, that's what we care about. And then the plus one is you gain life equal to the number of creatures you control plus the number of planeswalkers you control. So he makes the pridesmates bigger by himself. Uh, yeah, not terrible. And instead. then he's got a zero instead of an ultimate, right? Correct. And it goes like this. If you have 15 life more than your starting life total, you can do this zero ability, which is exile the planeswalker and each artifact and creature your opponents control. Ooh. Oh. That's okay. We might actually just be able to go four, zero him, and exile the board and just crash in. And right? then bash Because it's just ass, what yeah. they control. Man, planeswalkers are so hard to do audibly. 
audibly, hey? Yeah, like, you got to look at them sometimes. Yeah, it's so much easier to just do them on YouTube and say, it's on the fucking screen. I know that Joe can do that for us, but lots <laughs> yeah. of people being a podcast first need to actually hear. So, sorry, everybody, bear yeah. with us. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's just, let's get to the creatures, Ryan. Let's do some creech. We call them cat party. Oh, there's another and Johnny. There's, there's two more there's Johnnies two in more there. Johnnies what the fuck? We'll do them last. Okay. Release the dogs. Release the dogs. Create four dogs that are one ones. Regal Caracal. Is that pump cats, right? Yeah. Plus other... one in lifelink. Correct. It's a uh, it's gangbang commander. But yes. Cats. Oh, there's got to be a funny. It'll sound dirty. Let's just move on. Let's continue. Pride Sovereign. That is gets plus one for each cat you control. So that's cat of arms. Oh, fuck <laughs> <out> there. <laughs> and it can also make cat tokens. Oh, okay. With lifelink. You can do that as well. Nackadal War Pride. Oh, you like this one. I this love is this, this card. is a 3-3, three, three and creatures have to block it or something, right? It must be blocked by one creature. Exactly one creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whenever it attacks, you get another you get a copy of it attacking that player it's attacking for each creature they control. Oh yeah. And then a couple cards in here make that card better. We'll, we'll oh, talk yeah. about that in a sec. In the twinsies category. Yeah. Leon and War Leader. That's a 4-4. Four, four. When it attacks, you create two 1-1 one, one white creature tokens with lifelink that are tapped and attacking. That's kind of like um, a Beetleback Chief. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Beetleback Cat. I like it. Cub Warden. That's a Mutator. When it mutates, you get uh, a cat. Two. Two cats. Two cats. So we're, now we're Nethroy and Cub Warden mutating. If we've got to bounce them with our team or Sabretooth, we're in good shape. I'm into it. Brimaz, King of Arescos. He makes cat tokens too, I think, right? Mm -hmm. And he's a 3-4 Vig for three. Never mind all the other abilities. He's already good because he's a cat. <laughs> he's a 3-4 Vig. Whenever he attacks, you get a cat. Whenever he blocks, you get a cat. Oh, that's good. Yeah. A Johnny Caller of the Pride. Ooh, plus, uh, his plus one is put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. Yep. Minus three is target creature gains flying and double strike. Ooh, yeah, it gives a new meaning to jump my dude. Yes. And is minus eight? Eight. Is put X, two, two cat creature tokens into play where X is your oh, <clears throat> life total. <laughs> That's a pretty good one in this deck. It's not too bad. Can you imagine that with like your, your gets plus one with cats guy and Cathar's Crusade? Yeah, I'll get like 25 two twos. They're all 80 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. A Johnny adversary of Tylenx. Another big head of Johnny. Big head of Johnny. Yeah, this is four drop, four loyalty, plus one is, put a plus one, on each creature? On each, up to two of your creatures. Okay, so two creatures, let's say. His minus two is return target creature with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the B. So he kind of does the same thing as Nethroy, but like, he's like little Nethroy. Mini, mini Throy. Mini big head Throy. <laughs> <laughs> and his minus seven is you get an emblem with... At the beginning of your end step, put three one one white cat creature into the with lifelink. Yep. Onto the battlefield. It's crazy. Yeah. All, all, all these different freaking there's cats with vigilance, there's cats with lifelink, there's two two cats with lifelink and vigilance, there's two two there's so many fucking cat tokens. Yeah. How do you keep track of all Maybe of them? Maybe we'll make a CCO cat token. It goes without saying though. The twinsies category, if we're moving into it. Yes. Doubling season is in this deck. Yes. Y yeah. Every yeah. yeah. We, we got a primal vigor as well. That's doubling season, but it works for everybody, right? Yes. 
It's okay. dangerous doubling season. Yeah, look at the price tag on that card, too. That's from C17, too. Oh, $35. Or oh, sorry, that's from C13. My bad. They could they could reprint that. Probably. Oh yeah, that one that one's got to be reprinted alongside uh, the 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 one from Jumpstart that does whatever that that token token plus one. one doubly one from Jumpstart. Yeah, put them in the next precon wizards. Do it. And the last one's Wild Pair. That's whenever a creature comes into play, you add up its power and its toughness. You can look through your library for another creature that has that same number of total power and toughness. Put it into play. Yeah. It's a little bit hard to use with plus one plus one counters and lords and shit because when it comes into play. You can layer it with the tokens from Cather's Crusade, and you can do all sorts of shit. So you can find all kinds of crap. You can do in you can do stupid stuff. With yeah, because pair. it triggers right, and it mm-hmm. it's gonna look at the power and toughness of the creature that you cast from your hand when the ability resolves. That's actually good because you can you can decide what you want. Know thy deck, I'll say. Yes. <laughs> if you need it to be a if you need to find total power and toughness two, two or four. Right, if you need to find your Kasali Pride Mage, or if you need to find a beater, resolve your Cathars Crusade triggers first or after you resolve your wild pair to get the appropriate card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 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 a lot more versatile than people think, but it's also it's it's tricky to keep track of sometimes. Yeah. It's 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 a hard one sometimes. Should we do the make it rain? Oh yeah, this is my favorite section of the deck. We got Selvala's Stampede. This is a card, I think we've played this card one time in CCO history, and this is a sorcery from Conspiracy 1 or 2 or whatever, and it's green, green, 4, and it's got Council's Dilemma. Oh, man. Starting with you, each player votes for wild or free. Both of those sound like I don't have any clothes on. Yeah. Okay. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card for each Wild vote. Ooh. Mm. Put those creature cards onto the battlefield, then shuffle the rest into your library. Okay, fine. You may put a permanent card from your hand onto the battlefield for each free vote. That's kind of like tooth and nail. Cheaper, and it uh, like kind of makes your opponents decide, but that's a cool one. What's the what's the right vote? You know, like when people play uh that blue one, time, that, time or money? Yeah, you always pick. Uh, you always pick money, so you don't give them extra turns, but they get to steal your shit. Yeah, what the fuck's that card called? Pe- don't remember. People are yelling they're, at they're their screaming it. They're I, screaming it. I play it, but I don't. I don't remember the name of the damn card. What do you always pick there? Do you let them put the permanent from their hand on the play? Is that what you probably go with to avoid? Yeah, the, that's tough because it's, it's like how, how many cards are left in their hand? Yeah, if everybody just picks free. Then it's just like, oh yeah, everybody picks free. You put three things on, and you have one card in your hand. It's like a fucking path to exile that you're holding up. It's like, oh <laughs> shit. I suppose you wouldn't cast it in that scenario. Yeah, that'd be a bad situation. That requires some build up. I like that card. I like that one. You know, another card I like. Oh baby, Patriarch's bidding. Yeah, I passed up on a foil one when they were in, in Vegas last. I got whatever. a foil signed one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I don't even remember where I got it. I think I bought it from a guy locally, like seven thousand years ago yeah. yeah this is from onslaught too this is our second onslaught card this one better than the last one yeah. this is a sorcery for black black three each player chooses a creature type each player returns all creature cards from the chosen type from their graveyard to the battlefield this is actually from the same cycle of of cards from onslaught you choose a creature type and then everybody gets to do with that creature type i like it yep kindred summons Ooh. Choose a creature type. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal X creature cards of the chosen type, where X is the number of creatures you control of that type. Ooh, okay. Put those cards onto the B and the rest get shuffled in. This, for seven mana, doubles the creature type that you choose. You choose cats, you got four cats. Well, now you got eight cats. 
I dig it. Yeah. Like that lots. Genesis Wave. We all know Genesis Wave. Pay X, reveal X, get everything X or less onto the B. Genesis Storm. Reveal a six drop, reveal until you hit a permanent card. You get it. You copy it for each time you've cast your commandy this game. And Nethroi Commander casting, you could infi cast your entire deck with that card. If you're doing the combo. The Nethroi combo. Yeah, I suppose I suppose with Kindred Summons or, or Genesis Wave, if you have infinite mana and ways to get stuff back, you could do it with those cards too. Yeah. But this one allows you just by mutating and bouncing with like Team or Sabretooth. Cool. Yeah, yeah it's I'm, cool. I'm that makes it. it rain, as you say. And the last category in the thing, well, I guess there's top dog. There's dogs. There's dogs. We forgot dogs. We forgot about the daddy. Forget about the damn dogs. We're gonna skip over the card drawing stuff. We'll just hit them real fast with the card drawing stuff. The season of growth, rich cards, expertise, return of the wild speaker, path of discovery, keeper of fables, guardian project. Boom. You're drawing cards. Let's talk about dogs. Yeah. Newsflash. They're all fucking green. <laughs> <laughs> the first dog card is a cat. What? <laughs> Is that right? These are the lords. The top dog oh. is are the lords, but it's in the top dog, and I thought it was funny. It's a cat. Oh man, it, that was a drink spitting type of laugh because I'm sitting here just like looking out the window, like, uh, and then the top, the first fucking dog is a cat. Oh man, yeah. And it's Pride Malkin enters the battlefield. Put a plus one counter on target creature, and each creature you control with a plus one on it has Trampski pretty good yeah it's a pretty good for a common hey like that's a it's a solid common yeah it's a good card you could play that in not cat decks that's a good oh card. man i so wish that costed one mana less cool. or or no mana or sorry no colorless mana fucking right into animar <laughs> anyways pack leader pack leader that is other dogs you control get plus one plus one and it costs just two mana two mana two two lord yeah that's a gooder you find that one with your fucking uh wild pair yeah and it only has Two tough or two power when it's in the graveyard. All your dogs have one less power than on the battlefield with Nethroi, mm -hmm. getting them back, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. It also has whenever it attacks, prevent all combat damage to be dealt this turn to dogs you control. Oh, yeah. That's uh, also, yeah. also um, relevant. <laughs> Metallic mimic. You just choose cat or dog, and that creature type gets plus one, right? Correct. Long shot squad. Long shot squad. Um, don't Google that. It's a hound. It's now a dog archer. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so that has Outlast, which is green one, tap, put a plus one counter on a creature you control? On it. Oh, on it. It outlasts other things. Yeah, I get it now. So it would become a 4-4. Four, four. Each creature you control with a plus one on it gets reach. Hmm? Protect from them, them flying things. I'm yep. into it. King of the Pride. Other cats you control get plus two, plus one. It gives them all Savannah Lion bonus. Man, you know what you should do? You should paint this card so it's like a cat- Wearing a savannah lion like a cape, or having a like a like wearing a sweatshirt, but the hood is like a Simba yeah. fucking lion's mane. That'd be neat. Or they got like a savannah lion like a gun, you know, like shooting it. That'd <laughs> yeah, be shooting savannah lions. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Oh, I like that one. How about Kahira the Orphan Guard? Oh, this is another companion that isn't a companion. Vigilance and each creature you control that's a cat, elemental, nightmare, dinosaur, or beast. Gets plus one and vig. So that's like every fucking thing in our deck, right? Except for the dog. Well, yeah, but our dogs also have other creature types. Sometimes. Some of them, yeah. Jazal Goldmane. Another goddamn Goldmane. Yeah, goddamn, this is a Johnny's brother. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me, it was Jazal, I swear. <laughs> I'm telling mom you hit me. 
This is a 4-4 first striking cat warrior for four. You pay white, white, three. Attacking creature control. Get plus X plus X until end of turn where X is the number of attacking creatures. Get there. Yes. This for like four mana than five mana is going to fucking win. I've never yeah. swung in with, an, like a, with a Jizzle. And not killed somebody. Or not at all ever because... It's immediately fucking killed as soon as I'm trying to attack yes. with it. Those are the two situations I have also run into. But if you want to slap lips into dirt, yes. there it is. You want a butthole to just immediately pucker all the way shut, which is all gold main, with like a fucking lightning greaves on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Feline sovereign. Ooh, yeah. Cats have plus one and protection from dogs. Sure. And then whenever a cat you control something something dies. Deals combat damage to a player. You just you disenchant something that they control. Oh yeah, right yeah. on theme. Right on theme. Felidar Sovereign. Sovereign. What the fuck? <laughs> well, we're playing a life gain deck with all them Johnnies. It's a cat. You yes yes it is. You draw the Johnny half of your deck, and all of a sudden you're just gaining life, and you're like, oh fuck, Felidar Sovereign. Why not? It's a six drop four six Vidge Flyer. If you have forty or more life, you just win. <laughs> it's got antlers. How is it a cat? Well, it's also a beast. What the fuck is Nethroy? That's Nethroy's brother. It's like Jazal and Ajani. It's Felidar and, and Nethroy. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one is an anal anal lock bumkin. Yes. Mm-hmm. That has Outlast as well. Put a plus one counter on it by tapping and paying two. Each creature you control with a plus one on it has first strike. And that is a dog soldier. Yeah. Into it. Yeah, there it is. I guess the last card that we're going to just mention, is that a cat? Yes, it is, because we're playing Conspiracy. Enchantment, black, black, three, comes in, choose a creature type. All creatures you own that aren't in play, creature spells that you control and creatures you control are the chosen type. Yeah, you choose cat, and then you're not playing dual tribal anymore with those a couple dogs. Correct. You, every cat gets its day. Nice. See, see that I did that? I, I, I did, and I liked it. Okay, I saw cool. it, and I liked it. Let's move to some strengths and weaknesses real quick, and then we'll do do maybe a spice calculator or something, right? Sure. Okay. Non-typical cat-dog commander colors. Agreed. That's a strength. I like playing things that are not as expected, not the typical, not the norm. Oh, Ren and Suri. Oh, fuck. It's going to be every other one that I've seen ever, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a cool Nethroi deck in itself. And I think that Nethroi might be a really cool sleeper tribal commander, especially like this. Yeah. Because you can get your dudes and your lords back because they're small. And when they go back into play, they're real big. Yes. I played, that's cool. I play uh, slivers in Nethroi because all of the slivers are one ones. But when they come back into play, they're like nine nines because yeah, they're ten, all lords. Ten slivers back and all of a sudden they're ten tens. Exactly. Or whatever, right? That's, yeah. And you go, hey, what are you playing? Cats and dogs. Oh, okay. And then you whip out your Nethroi and it's like, hey, cool. Neat. What the fuck, right? Yeah. Like this is going to be a deck that you can play at basically any casual table and people are going to be like, yeah, that's cool. I'm glad, I'm yeah. glad I played a game with that deck. I yeah. like that. I like that. This is a personal one of mine because I like when people do custom categories for us. Yeah. But when you do custom categories and you show a new player this deck on a computer screen, you can start to like be a little bit expressive and teach them that this is what the format's about. We can we can make these fun categories to represent things in game and it's not really role playing, but it's a great way to make the deck feel your own thematic, unique to you and that is synonymous with the commander format. It's a teaching tool where you take something that might be a little bit staply and you might not immediately attribute some kind of flavorful thing to it like a rampant growth like Rampant growth, cats and dogs, it doesn't even make sense. No, it's making the yard bigger so that your cats and your dogs have more room to run around. Yeah, more room for pooping. It's a great... Yes. (laughs) 
pooping on opponents and in general because that's what dogs do very much so yeah no. it's a teaching tool and it's it's a it's a good way to teach about like you say the fun of the format i like that yeah i like that. that's a good strength i'm telling you yeah get on your deech advocating for fun like i said last week final strength the commander provides longevity whereas somewhere like arabo roar of the world yes Gets blown out. Yeah, you might be able to kill one person real fucking fast. Really fast. Yeah, it, it turns out there's a couple more people that'll yeah. just stomp your dink into the dirt. And now they're on to you, and they can just, just take you off being able to do that. Yeah, this deck, whether it be cat-dog tribal or just cat tribal with black for additional longevity like the Patriarch's Bidding, and Nethroi give you longevity. And most of that longevity is in Nethroi. But there is more options if you want to cut some dogs and add some more reanimates, getter backers to play the long game that Black allows you to play if you're still wanting to play like aggro Selesnia cats. It certainly gives you a, a leg up over other, I don't want, what's the word? like Four legs up? Yes. Nine lives up? <laughs> It'll put you up over other tribal decks that kind of get blown out by that mid-game wrath. And have a hard time oh, rebuilding because yeah. you maybe you overextended to to get your big swing in or, or whatever it is you're doing. This deck definitely does in its commander have that value. How, can... how many times on turn I don't know five or six in Arabo have you gone like I don't know take twenty seven you're dead because you took like eighteen the turn before yeah. and then immediately after you say go and like the player that you just killed doesn't go. The next player goes, oh, Wrath of God. Yep. Right? And then your next turn, now you can go, Nethroi, get all my shit back. That's yeah. why I don't play Erebo anymore. Yeah. God, can you imagine um, Concordant Crossroads? You go, Concordant Crossroads, Nethroi, get all my shit back. Kill you for killing all my guys. Yes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Think you're smart, huh? Yeah. Well, I'll show you who's smart. Yeah. Okay. We'll flip over to the weakness here. I want to say, question mark, based on what we just talked about, the aggro problem? Huh? Yes. Still gets blown out. If you get blown out again and all of a sudden Nethroi costs like... Nine? Yeah, it costs seven the first time. Yeah. And so then nine the nine. second time. In yeah. a deck that doesn't have enough ramp, there's no soul ring, there's no one drop, there's like seven ramp spells, maybe there should be 10 or 11, mm. right? So be aware, you're going to get blown out. This is Commander, you're playing creatures, you're playing aggro adjust accordingly if your meta is heavy on wraths. Yeah, I also think it might be a little bit light on creatures, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah? Because you're playing, what, seven or eight Planeswalkers that don't do anything unless you have a bunch of creatures? Yeah, some of the Planeswalkers give you creatures, but some of them put plus ones or gain you life, so it's like... Ooh. Some of them have to survive for a while before they can give you creatures. Yeah, they don't really yeah, yeah. do anything to, to stick around, so you got to... Make the most of the stuff that you have, and sometimes what you have is going to be a bunch of planeswalkers that gain you life and don't do anything else. Yeah. Okay. Last last weakness, and I'm not ragging on the deck. Hell no. Because I do like it, and that's why we picked it. Do dogs give you what the cats lack to give you? What I mean is when we include dogs to get like the, the release the dogs or the loyal guardian or the, the one that destroys artifacts or enchantments when it comes into play... Are we lacking anything in the cat tribe that the dogs give us? No. I don't think we are, which raises the question, other than, like, for thematic purposes, why do we run dogs instead of just Abzan, Nethroi, cat tribal? Are, like you said at the top of the show, are we diluting the potency of the aggro cat plan that is so well supported at this point in time? Yes. Yes, we and, are. And we're doing it for thematic 
fun reasons. Fun reasons, so it's not like eliminate the player that pissed us off last game by turn four and then just get killed next and us and that player are both sitting out for the next hour. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. The, the reason that the one category is called Make It Rain is because the name of the deck is Raining Cats and Dogs. Yes. And it can't be Raining Cats and Dogs if you're not playing dogs. So you say, I'm going to make it rain cats and dogs. Cool. I'm going to make it rain cats. Yeah, it doesn't have the Yeah, same and the thing. deck has <laughs> cats and it has dogs and it's just, it's a fun casual deck and that's the point. So yeah, it's not optimized because those dogs don't need to be there. You could cut them and for cats or just cut them for just... Sol rings and beast withins and generous gifts and oh yeah the staples the, right like Abzan has a fuck ton of removal that kills creatures too and not just artifacts yeah and hey and well hey I got you on this real quick four hundred and eighty four dollar price tag for this deck we could very easily shave off one hundred and thirty two bucks and this becomes quite a casual deck we've got four most expensive lands are almost sixty bucks. All right, there's 60 bucks right there just by doing what I said earlier with basics and playing things that fetch anything, right? Yeah. Okay, that was our land section. Growing rights of... Itlamok. Uh, Itlamok, is, is that the flips into Gaia's Cradle? Yep. 25 bucks. We could, in that in that card's stead, just run a soul ring. Or a Gaia's Cradle. This is the budget section where we're trying to <laughs> we're trying to save people money, but there is no soul ring. Soul ring is arguably one of the best cards in the format, and we could replace it with we could make the swap. Yes, and save ourselves twenty five bucks. Doubling season fifty bucks still. While it does work very good with the Ajani's, if we were really going to tune this deck, maybe we'd take some of the Ajani's out that don't immediately provide us cat creatures, and then maybe we don't need the doubling season. Maybe. Yeah, I think that the doubling season is nice if you've got one. Yes. But you could certainly not play it or the Primal Vigor, and your deck is still good. Yeah, and then you'd be looking at like 325 350 bucks, which still sounds like a lot, but remember, you're going to have a lot of these cards because, and I did the count, there is at least 20 cards that were printed in M20 or later. Mm, so maybe. these are new cards. A bunch of those cards were actually even printed in the year 2020, M20 being in 2019. Yes. There are lots of available cards in this deck, and again, if you did a couple of the Ajani swaps and the doubling Primal Vigor swaps, you could have a very, very affordable and obtainable deck and or a deck that you already actually own, which is another reason why I picked this deck because it didn't include a whole bunch of really old stuff because cats and dogs as a tribe weren't being supported in mass like they are now back in the day, like let's say zombies or merfolk where... Or goblins, goblins. right? There you go. That, that weren't... Or elves and like Eladamries and some of the most expensive elves in the game. Like they're just not as obtainable because you can't find them. Correct. Right? Where cats and dogs you can. So that's great. Now, moving on to the spice calculator. Spice calculator. Nethroy, already in the little time that it's been alive, is already the third most popular EDH wreck Dakam commander in Abzan colors. Proving that Mutate is awesome and putting him right below Carador Ghost Chieftain and right above Cathril Aspect Warper, who I believe was the, was that the commander of the Abzan commander deck? I think that, that was Abzan commander 2020 deck. Or was that Tyam? One of those two, but they're four and five either way. Yes. Yeah. So 
All of I, those. Actually, they were both. They were both in that precon, and then Nethroy was the the yeah. Absan commander from Ikoria proper. Yeah, so it shows those Ikoria ones were maybe they were good. Maybe, yeah, maybe people good. like them. Popular, yeah, for sure. Thirteen hundred and fourteen lists for Nethroy and Idiotraham. Now I think we have one tutor, and that is the the wild pair. You can call it more than one because it tutors multiple times, but it is one card. I agree. I and think that that is only one. It's fucking six mana, so really. You're allowed. Yeah. yeah. How many how many tutors are we really getting off of it in a deck that's got seven ramp spells? We're, we're getting to six, and we're going to cast a couple more things, and the game's going to be over. Yeah. Yeah. So you punch it all into the spice calculator with a uniqueness rating of 55. That's oh. cards different than the stock page on EDHREC.com. Holy God. That's 55 cards that do not appear in our list that do appear on Nethroy's just stock page when you click on it, not including lands. Ooh. Yeah. Punch it all in. 73 spices. Holy shit. Yeah, so when you pick a tribal deck in a popular commander that isn't a tribal commander, that is a fun deck and a great deck for teaching new players that is very obtainable and affordable. Mm Mm-hmm. Fuck, it looks like you got a good CCO deck. Agreed. Yeah, that's And is, it's spicy as fuck. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. And it's playing cards that we like. Silvala Stampede, Patriarch's Bidding, Genesis Storm. I've played that card. Ooh, Genesis Wave. I play the shit out of that there card. There we go, <laughs> right? And Nethroy, we're doing something atypical for that creature, which is not graveyard combo. Yeah, and I think that Nethroy at this point hasn't quite attained that level of, oh, it's Nethroy. We just, it's immediately a combo deck. And I think that decks like this might even help kind of keep him welcome at the more oh, yeah, casual tables. Yeah. And you don't say, no, this is my Nethroy Cat tribal deck where you can just say, I'm playing Nethroy. Is it that Nethroy? Nope. And people go, okay. Yeah, right? I, I think that you're right. And while while people will ask the question, is it that Nethroy? They, they'll ask that question. But when you say no, because Nethroy doesn't really have an affiliation to any tribe or any certain combo or strategy or or anything like that i think that it is easy to convince people that it isn't that one yeah but that's cool and you know that it's there's other decks like this out there and that's awesome that's probably why it has so many lists is because people are maybe building off like i built a sliver deck out of them yeah three colors three different creature types relevant graveyard ability it seems like there's lots of directions that you could take it he's just lots of fun to build with and it's true because i've done it and it's fun that's for sure. And don't forget, you can pick up your Nethroy or any cards that we talk about today at FusionGamingOnline.com. They're your source, source for all your gaming needs. All your Nethroy needs. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Alliteration. This is NNO Podcast. What? No, it's, it's what? Sounds like a fucking wrestling no. association. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They are the official sponsors. We like working with them. Don't forget, tune into Commander Cookout tomorrow. The podcast proper and the YouTube page. We're going to have two little pieces of content there for our official preview card for Kaldheim. Super awesome. We uh, we liked it. It is EDH playable, which is... Uh, Important for a show like ours. Yeah, very much so. And uh, we can't wait to share it with everybody. Give us your final thought of the day. And uh, I guess let everybody know where to find us on, on YouTube and where else. Because we did get some new subs. You can find us... At Commander Cookout or CCO Podcast, anywhere that you find virtually anything, we have a full list up at CommanderCookout.com. If you'd like to check out a full list of our social media coordinates, both for Ryan and myself, thank you again for listening with your ear holes or your eye holes or whatever hole you like to have the show in each and every week.
As for raining cats and dogs, I think the Deech has provided us both a terrific deck that's lots of fun, but also a great teaching tool, like Ryan says, for new players to bring him in and say, hey, here's how you build a deck that's both functional and fun and then has some thematic elements and teaches you how to build like, hey, you can still play just not every cat in the world and still have a decent cat tribal list and have the other cards that are just good that you need to make your deck function and have them still be thematic and interesting. And it was for a commander that, like I said, hasn't developed a reputation as being just a combo-tastic piece of garbage that everybody groans and throws up their hands when they see him pop out at the table and you got to spend a lot of time convincing them that it's Xerxes monsters or some other business like that. Urza with no artifacts in it. No! <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, nobody's going to believe you ever. No. Could you call him Nerza? No artifact Urza? Ah, oh, God, would, there again. Man, we're going to have to build that now, aren't we? Oh, fuck. CCO Nation, <sighs> get it get it in a deck list thread on our Discord. Yeah, th- thank you. We won't have to do it. We'll make somebody else do it. Yeah. Thank you for the heavy lifting, everybody. And thank you for being here. I am Brando with two Ts. He is Ryan, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! <laughs>